Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy in Dear Abby. My wife is working out of this senior woman Dear Abby. She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. This morning, um, I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to get all ready and you know, wake up early, um, even though my anxiety is high and I haven't really slept anyway. And um, all right, all right, let, let's go, girlfriend. Let's, we're going to go for a walk. We're going to go get some coffee. And I go down in the elevator, put her harness on. I'm like, good morning to the guys at the front desk. I'm like, this is great. Go out in front. I'm like, this is not, what a great day. I cross the street. I encounter a street person of Hell's Kitchen. Oh, an um, SP of HK. And she um, she has a, an overgrown cart filled with unmentionables. <laughs> overgrown. Uh, she looks like um, a cross between, kid you not, Blythe Danner mm. and uh, Dame Judy Dench. Now, it could have been either one of them preparing for a role. Or Judith Light. It, oh. it, because she was just a slight of a woman. And also um, the woman from the shoebox greeting cards. Maxine. Maxine. Mm-hmm. So Maxine is wearing long black running pants, black shoes. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm a little confused. I'm like, is she a street person or is she, I don't know, is she like. Or is she Blythe Danner? Or is she like one of those, you know, you know, girls from the east side that oh, I'm just running errands with my, my vagina pants. pants. Right. Uh-huh. She's got like the, the nylon vest and then a long shirt underneath. Now, again, it's 80 degrees outside. Oh. She's got a mask. Um, she has black sunglasses and a black hat. And I am just about to get onto the curb and she starts yelling. And I'm just walking. And unfortunately, I have to walk towards her because that's where I'm going. And she comes up to me, and she's like, "Fuck you!" Okay, it's Fuck Judith Light. Fuck you! Yep, it's definitely Fuck her. God damn it! Don't you fuck screaming! Now it is. It is eight thirty. <laughs> it is eight thirty in the morning, and she comes up to me, almost a little, a little bit like you know, save the clock tower with like the the can yep, uh, yep. of change. And I'm like, I, I didn't know if it was someone behind me or if she thought I was like, if I was like, oh, is Jenny shitting? And I sh- didn't pick it up. But she's like, fuck you. I'm recording. Fuck you. Fuck. Fucker. Fuck you. It is now. Okay. This, this is, is the, the time co- I wish we had video. Right. Because if you could see your whole face. I, no. I've never seen your face look like it could be the Adderall. You look, like, you look like one of those <laughs> puppets from that 1980 Phil Collins video. Land of Illusion? Of course. <laughs> of course. I can't remember my locker combination, but I definitely can remember Land can't, of Illusion. I can't remember my ATM pin. No, but <laughs> no. I have no idea when I was born. <laughs> so keep the, also, ladies and gentlemen of the pot, um, I live in Hell's Kitchen in a, in a nice cross-section where, you know, like Chicago, Book of Mormons down the street. Unfortunately, they're not open yet, but Mm -hmm. tourism is picking up. And if you know anything about the neighborhood, tourists wake up early. Why? I don't know. 
but they do. I don't. They just like to survey the trash. Um, they want to get a fresh start on their day with <laughs> Judith Light. <Right>. The cool- <laughs> Maxine. Now, keep in mind, anytime I've talked to anybody during a mask with like wearing a mask, I can't understand a fucking word that they're saying. Well, this double masker crazy person, clear as a bell, fuck you, possibly because that's one of my favorite things to say. But like in my face, and then she pulls out her quote unquote phone to then record me walking away. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. But she's still yelling at me as I've turned the corner. How'd she get a phone? It may not even. It could be. A, it could be like a lighter. I don't know what the fuck it was. Like it could if you be turned around, it's a Snickers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Ugh, didn't satisfy me. So I hear well, her. Eat that bitch, so you can <laughs> relax. Down, Liza. <laughs> eat your Snickers, and then all of a sudden she eats it, and then she comes back down. J Lo, is that you? <laughs> Just you need the, a cookie. Wow, those ads are really accurate. So then, as I'm, you know, Jenny, of course, is un, like unfazed by it and just trying to find a place to pee. And there's like tourists looking at this woman screaming, you know, fuck you, asshole, blah, blah, blah. And still yelling at it while I've turned the corner. And they're looking at me as if, like, I, like, did he just punch her in punch the that old woman? Yeah. Did he punch Maxine? Like, and in whatever this happened to the shoebox card? I would then, <laughs> he's like, how dare you say happy birthday to me? Right. So they're like walking towards me and Jenny's doing her thing. I'm like, <laughs> just another morning in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> and they're like, right, right, right. And I'm like. Wait, so uh, you actually said this to people? Yes. I okay, did, so you were me in the neighborhood saying it's a labor of love. Yes, to the because neighbor. I couldn't just be like, what? Well, it's like, it's like if you've ever had a conversation with someone, which I have had, in a crowded restaurant where uh-huh. someone says, and they're just retelling a story. You raped me. <gasps> you raped me. You touched me inappropriately. And then I have to like, wherever my hands are at that moment, they're up, up in the air. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even if it like one hand has a sandwich, the other one has yogurt in it now. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's The other not one me. has her bra. She's telling a story, ladies. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't. I didn't do it. I'm a raging homosexual. I have no interest in a vagina. I don't have any interest in talking to Maxine or upsetting her. At all. At all. Then cut to 20 minutes later. I've now gotten my coffee. I'm meeting Marcus in the plaza. And I'm like, oh, the coffee's kicked in. I need to go. And then I hear, asshole! <laughs> Fuck you! I'm recording. And then I see that she has found someone else. So she has moved on. And Marcus is like, what is she doing? I'm like, she's recording him. Why? I'm like, I don't know. Why did Mel Gibson do it in Conspiracy Theory with Julia Roberts? I have no idea. I have no idea. I need to go to the bathroom. Were you more hurt that she moved on? It's always difficult to be abandoned. I want to know what this phone is. Somebody find the phone, first of all. I'm not getting anywhere near her. (laughs) Fuck you! Fuck you, you asshole! You asshole! Cher, you're always like this when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers. Fuck you! Oh, thanks. So much better. (laughs) Every time. Did I tell you I went to a nude beach? Oh my God, you didn't call me? Oh, well, I guess there was nowhere to put your phone. Right. I did think about you when I was at a nude beach. This is the first first time I've seen a... It wasn't just male. It was male and female. So this goes into our nudist colony conversation? Yes. Okay, so... Ironic that you should bring this up because something came up on my time hop today that was a quote from my mother, which was, the human body is a terrible thing. That's beautiful to be I know, and so it was like, you know, I quoted her, and that came from a conversation of the nudist colony. And, you know, luckily that didn't stay with you to ruin your 
you know, life. Yeah. Body image for the rest of totally your life. Totally healthy. Right. All right. So where was this? Beach? Gunnison Beach. Where's that? You said it real fast. Is that New York? Yes. All right. I. Where in New York so I can know to avoid the whole town? <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. I don't know where. It, I'm sure. You I'm just sure. Got I in a know. van and someone drove you. I got an unmarked white van oh. and. Uh, Next thing I know, I was having a margarita. <laughs> Pantsless. So, I am thinking that this beach is going to be similar to like Fire Island where it's, you know, you know, not everyone, like everyone's kind of spaced out yeah. and kind of like oh, maybe semi-nude. Absolutely. Mm. You're not on a crowded nude beach. Okay. It's not Tom's River. Who are you with? With Marcus and a friend. Oh, oh, okay. And uh, we're walking and... I see like children coming at me. Nope. And I'm Done like, this, already. This. I'm like, get I, off of I don't you think, on Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein's island? I was like, I, or, or, okay. Because it wasn't like, there was like, it's not the whole beach was nude. You know, it was like semi, like, you know, marked off. They're like, now you're going to encounter like the nude, you know, whatever. <clears> I'm sorry. Wait, why would there not be very clear markings on a beach? Like you're coming into nude territory. If right. they have signs for <clears> sharks being in water. Why can't they we do, do have, that? They do have signs. However, it's not like there's a curtain, you know. Yeah. Well, so, just air. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Or like, you know, like treat something planted in between. So um, I'm walking and I'm like, oh, God. So like children always like fuck me up. Right. And I certainly don't understand the mix. It's like when you when you encounter children in Fire Island, you're like, something's not right. Yeah. Send them away. Like your life choices are not right. Yeah. So we're walking. And I see like full nude women, and I I don't know the last time I saw one like up close and personal, but it's like it's like oh my oh, I, 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 like you are so assaulted visually mm-hmm. by something that you haven't seen in a long time. Well, welcome to my world. Every time Jules walks out of the shower, and then there's like straight men, then there's a couple, like a man and a woman holding hands, and it's as if like. You know in the scene of Cocoon when they're at the YMCA? Oh, yes. Okay, so imagine all those people are naked. So Jessica Tandy, Wait, 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 Jim wait, wait. Cronin. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they're I'm all super tan, and um, <laughs> they're, all, they're all- Well, of course they are, because they're not wearing any clothes. They should be at least. <laughs> True. A couple other things. This goes back to our other shaving episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so- Every woman apparently wants to be a toddler, and now every man of a certain age also wants to be nope. shorn. Absolutely not. And then there are some men where I'm like, "Are you? Is that a chia dick? Why is there so much hair down there?" Uh huh. No manscaping at all. But and there's no happy medium, right? And it is like, it's like a, um, it's like a tidal wave. They just keep coming at you no, and coming, and no. you can't take a breath, and you can't say anything. Of course, I'm not wearing a mask. Are you wearing? Wait, wait. You're not wearing. <laughs> People are naked but wearing masks. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, I don't have a facial edit. Oh, I, have I would have bitch to face, wear apparently. a Richard Nixon mask on that beach. I would have to. <laughs> you would have to put a bag over my yes. head. I'd be that weird comic that always had that that <laughs> paper bag over his head, and that was yes. just stick. I'd have to be Meryl Streep in Death Becomes Her when she falls down the stairs and her mm-hmm. head is on the on, on the backside of her head. On oh, her body. my God. Wait, are you naked at this point? As no, you're walking I around? am just trying to find a place to put my towel down. Mm-hmm. And as we keep walking, I'm waiting for like there to be like 
you know, a break in the, you know, the traffic, quote unquote. Yeah. But they're everywhere. They're like all in the water. They're all in the sand. And it's dense. Ew. Like a dense population. And no. I'm like, I'm like, let's keep walking. Let's keep walking. And then, like, there's bound to be a, a, a place. That there has to be a, a parking spot around here. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, come on. The Mall America should have a parking lot of America. Shouldn't it be like five feet in each direction? If it, we're being, <clears throat> are people wearing masks though? No, this is like that'd it, be even better. The, the amount of people remember that 90210 uh, Rolling Stone cover when they're all like crisscross on top of one another. Uh huh. Uh huh. They're yeah, all laying yeah. down. On I each think that was side. friends. I think they did both. Oh, everybody did it. They're like, isn't right. it wacky if I rest my, oh my head God. on your like lap, but your head friends. is near my feet? Right. And oh, yeah, we're all friends. Right. It's that pie. It's a pie. It's a yes. lattice of Yes, friends. a lattice of friends. Yes. Well, that's what the beach is like. So by the Ugh. time we find wherever our little, you know, our little corner of the sky, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, you know, because I have a lot of social anxiety. Especially, so you put work. yourself in these situations all the time. I didn't think that it would be quite like this. So when we sat down, and I was like, "Is is, is, is are um are we going to sit? This is where we're going to we're going to be right here. No, in the middle of a crowd. Like I don't like concerts. Uh-uh. I don't like I don't like to be in the middle of. I like an exit. I like to know where the toilet is. You know uh-huh. all that stuff. So I'm like, so we're gonna we're gonna be right here. Okay, okay. And we are now in the seems like only men. And every man is nude. I'm like, oh, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna p- pitch a tent here. Oh God! And so we do. And I'm there's no. It's like you're always acting because you cannot look around. No, because all you're doing is looking at, you know, Hume Cronin's balls. See, who, these are not the people. These are never the people you want to see naked at a nude beach. Well, and the people that follow the sun. So like, I'm laying towards the water. Um, Hume Cronin has angled his chair towards me. Absolutely so if not. I, if I get up to get some water, I'm in his taint and he's looking at me, which unbeknownst to me later, I found out that he was masturbating to me and Marcus while we Are were. Are you joking? I'm like, I didn't even notice because no! I was just, I was just you know what? sitting Wilford in the sun. Wilford Brimley wouldn't do that. No, he would But wouldn't. he would try to get you to take care of your diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. That is horrifying. Now, there's no families at this point in the section of the... I can't think of they're anything right, they're worse. Right, they're adjacent. They're family adjacent. I don't understand it. It makes me very nervous, but it also makes me very nervous to, like, I guess I could be nude on a beach. No. Nope. I don't want to be nude in a, like, it's like being nude in Times Square. I don't want to do that. No, no. But nothing's more unappealing. anywhere. No. But I do like the idea of people wearing, like, have um, suntan lines from wearing a mask, but then, like, no tan lines anywhere else. Right. Didn't I tell you when I walked down Fire Island, I didn't know that I walked onto the nude beach and I saw some guy putting his huge beach umbrella in the sand, totally naked, in a squat position. The two oranges in the nylon that were just like... If nude beaches were a sound, it would be this. I always feel like somebody's going to like run and hit the sand so hard. Why are you playing catch naked on a beach? Frisbee. Nobody looks good in these. Nobody should run naked. No. What I've learned on a nude beach is like, I think when you're closeted or like just recently, like feeling your feelings of being gay. Oh, you're like, oh, I can't wait to go to a gay beach because that's so fucking everyone's so hot. And, you know, there's dicks everywhere or whatever. And then you go. <laughs> dick and then beach. And like dick beach. Welcome. To Next dick on beach. Showtime. Dick beach. Watch where you step. But it, there's ow, ow. nothing more unsexy than just like 
balls and dick just like, you know, not like in unison. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. you know, like there's a guy running down. Like synchronized swimming? Down the beach with like a Speedo. You're like, oh, that's hot because it's covered. You don't see all the part. You don't see like the machinery. Yeah, underneath. well, leave something to the imagination. Right. There's a reason why we didn't see Jaws until the end of the movie. Correct. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Terry. Uh-uh. Terry. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Dick Terry. Beach. Dick Beach. <laughs> I feel like Dick Beach is a producer's name. We are coming in hot today because you know why? The heat's going out and the hurricane is blowing in and I am ready to blow you. (gasps) So So welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host. I know I've already said it 20 times, but Hume Cronin. Why not? I'm Shelly Winters. And we're coming to you from the, uh, not the Maha bar, I forgot. We are again in the living room of the beautiful Pineapple Ranch, can I hear it? Hi! Ain't got no body, and nobody cares for me. Igor, Frederick. And this week, like all weeks, we are bringing you the advice articles of Anne Landers and Dear Abby. We're, <laughs> we're bringing them out to a nude beach, and we're ripping off their clothes, and we're, we're laying them out on the sand, and we're pointing and we're judging them, because that's what right. you should be doing at a nude beach. We are reading the articles of Anne Landers and Dear Abby. So what, what, what are you waiting for? Take your pants off and follow us on social media at Dear Pod Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, and your face place. Um, you can lay your towel out on our website dear pod official at g oh no wait that's an email oh, so God. lay your <clears throat> towel out on our beautiful website uh dearpodofficial.com you can send us a message in a bottle message in, in a, a bottle. bottle dear pod official at gmail.com send us advice questions and you could have your question answered on the air by two completely unqualified jackasses mm-hmm. who just like to talk about uh weenuses pretty much that's where we're at right now we're in the fifth grade humor that's how you like it people so why not give us some money to keep being jackasses patreon.com slash official for a mere three or five dollars a month depending on your subscriber level you can get extra tidbits strewn across the nude beaches of america so get your ring tosses out baby go to patreon.com slash official and one of the extra fun tidbits if you decide to become a Patreon member is that you get a shout out on your day of birth. So we have a Patreon birthday today. What? Yes! Oh! Wait, what's the name of the guy, the little evil guy that sits on the shoulder of Fred Flintstone? Is, doesn't he have Mar- Kazoo. So Kazoo the Martian is sending out a very special Patreon happy birthday to Patreon member Chrissy Hope, who celebrates her day on August 24th. That's right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. More con. Happy birthday, Chrissy Hope. Happy birthday to you. Patsy, you. Not everybody gets a song, but girl, you do. Girl, you know it's true. We love you. So keep giving us money. Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial. So this week, our theme. Shall we introduce our theme? Yes. Very exciting. The theme this week is second marriages. Second marriage. Second. Not the second wife with Deborah Messing, but second Oh, I am am Jules's 
Deborah Messing. I am a second wife, or as I like to call myself, the upgrade. Upgrade. He traded her. He traded one in at Best Buy, and he got himself me. I'm more of like a Mac Catalina upgrade. <laughs> it's nice. You know how Mac keeps updating, I but do. like whoever it is clearly wants to go on vacation. They're like, Big Sir, Mac Catalina, Saint Mac Bart. Guam. <laughs> Mac Guam is a step down. Yeah. And it comes back, yeah. Mac Afghanistan. Too Ooh. soon to travel oh, there. God. Yeah. You imagine it's like, oh, just when I had my vacation plan for Afghanistan. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching what's going on <clears throat> in the rest of the world when you get your I ass do. off your nude beaches because, you know, your melanoma possibilities are getting higher and higher. Every time I see you, you're getting darker and darker. I wear sunscreen. I don't. And your hair is getting lighter and lighter. It's because I'm in the sun. You're so beachy. I'm so beachy. Uh, I was watching. Just wait till fall comes and it's all going <sighs> to. Please. And I've been so white this whole time. Effortless transition for me. That's great. Still disgusting, great. white and doughy. You're like someone who has like no decorative pillows. You're yeah. like, you're not, you're not like a Halloween pillow than a, than a Thanksgiving no, pillow. Uh, you're no. just going to keep it beige. Yeah, the whole time. That yeah. way you never have to keep changing. Right. I just like to stay sturdy. Live, laugh, love. Strong. Uh, but first, talk. comma, coffee. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of that, here's the funny thing that I found on the news this week to lighten up the Taliban conversation, <laughs> like you do. Um, there was a, a, a reporter on the scene in Afghanistan, and he was going around with the Taliban, like talking to them and seeing the areas that they've overtaken. And so the he's Taliban talking to this can. guy. The Taliban can, because it mixes it with hate and makes the world taste bad. The Taliban can. So he's interviewing this guy, and for some reason the camera focuses on what is under the one of the leaders of the Taliban's hand. And so, of course, I go back and I freeze it. I was like, wait, what was, what was that? It was a journal and a self-help book. And I was like, this guy is one but first coffee t-shirt away from becoming a white woman. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. So we had a self-help book because I was like, oh my God, is this up? Okay. I'm I just think. saying, without without all the hate and right. all the clothes. And violence and all that. But I looked in on it and he, it was a book called You Can Win. Well, and so I mean, of course, I was like, wow, it worked. Yeah. That is a very compelling argument for this guy's self-help like book. I left the secret at my other hut. I know. Seven seven uh, habits of highly effective terrorists didn't work. <laughs> wow! But finally, he landed on this one. I just started googling it. And I was like, "I'm oh like, I can't wait to read the Amazon reviews of this." From all that, it was like a step by step guide to achievement, and I'm like, "This is so amazing!" That the guy was like, "I'm just going to keep on doing positive affirmations until I take over Afghanistan." That's great. He had like post-its on his window. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. You're smart. Take over. Yeah. You're a strong, independent woman. You look great today. <laughs> don't forget to smile or not smile. Just do whatever Definitely you want. Don't. Men are from Mars. Women stay home. Do it. Do Men it. Men are from Mars. Women should be shattered. <laughs> so I just thought you'd enjoy that I tidbit. Do. That's I do. all. I do. Um Second wives. I don't know how I went from one to the other, but here we go. Oh, upgrades and things. So, yeah, the category this week. Second wives. Second wives, second husbands, second spouses. Second helpings. Second marriage. So have you already picked out your second husband? Mm, 
after, no. I Especially think, after the nude beach. Are you like, I'm really sticking with I'm, this one. I'm pretty. I he knows I'm, where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. All right. I mean, one and point, done. Yeah. Uh, am I a better second? Did you do it better this time around as sure. the only person present? Oh. Wow. Yeah, Wait. Sure. Mm. Oh, that's, that's convincing. He He's making uncomfortable eye contact yeah. with me right now, which means he's, he's lying. Oh. oh, that too. All right, so let's go in with some articles about second marriages. This is from the Brattleboro Reformer, Brattleboro, Vermont, November 27th, 1984. Good luck, everybody. Mm -hmm. Dear Abby, I have been married for three years to a man who has divorced his, his wife because she was having an affair with another man. I was already divorced when I met him. Now the problem. My husband feels guilty about his divorce. He talks to me about his concern for her mental health, and he worries about who is comforting her sexually. I've heard this for three years now, and it isn't doing much for my mental health. His ex-wife has the house in her name, and their two children live with her. She's currently seeing a very wealthy man who has remodeled her home and takes her out, and I presume, quote-unquote, comforts her. Meanwhile... I'm living in a modest apartment with a six-year-old child from my previous marriage and a husband who's worrying about his ex-wife's mental health and sexual needs. I feel like saying, my first marriage failed too, but I've picked up the pieces and gone on. I married you because I loved you. I still do, but I don't spend my time worrying about my ex-husband's mental state or sexual needs. What is wrong, Abby? Why am I beginning to feel like I have a half of a husband? Signed, Second Thoughts in Louisville. Dear Second Thoughts, Your husband is too preoccupied with his ex-wife, and you are beginning to feel that you have half a husband because you have. He needs counseling in order to let go of what he no longer has. Her, tell him what you feel like telling him and insist that he gets professional help. Abby, why? Like, I just hope she's doing okay. I just, I just hope that she's, I hope the scabies is gone. I really hope like, you, you know, know. I just wonder um, if he's sitting on her face because Karen loved it when I sat on her face. And I'm just, I'm so concerned that, that he's doing it correctly because she <laughs> likes it when you take either cheek and spread it out. Maybe yeah. I'm telling you too much. Huh? I don't <laughs> Honey, know. You I don't stop know. me. I don't know if you can pass the piece. What I really want is just like, I want to know if he puts two fingers in and his penis at the same time because she really likes it. I'll have some more ketchup. Yeah. And um, the I two, just she really her signature move was the two in the pink, one in the stink. Yeah, and she the, does. Oh, yeah. oh, hi, hi, baby June. Oh, um, hey. Oh. No, I'll have no, some go more. Go back Diet to Coke. bed. It's no, fine. No, it's good. It's because when I flipped her oh. over, because sometimes she would like you know like you know like. A dildo, as you will. But, I mean, I did, too. So, I don't know. I just really hope that... I mean, she really likes to swallow. I just hope that if swallow. she's with this guy, he hog ties her. <laughs> really? I mean, she likes to be spit-roasted. And I just hope that they find someone. I mean, maybe I should call him because you know I could what? be it's on the been, other it's end. It's been about three years. But I think we're at the place now where I can call and make sure that, you know, he does her, He gives her the frying pan. Does which... this bother you? I hope it doesn't bother you. I yeah. mean, you know, we it's everyone problem, has sex, right? right? <laughs> Ew! Sorry. Ew! No, just thinking about, because this made me think about Jules and his ex-wife. Why does he talk about? All the time. He's like, she was so great. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started dating, he did talk about her a lot, though. How can you not? Well, because I don't know. How far were you out of the relationship at that point? You had been divorced for a while. Ooh, can I tell the divorce story, though? Yeah. No, actually, we, we, we 
Found out we weren't. Well, that was the thing. Fun fact. You ready for some shit? Yes. My Jules was married before me for yes. several years, like 12 years. Oh, God. Yeah. So, you know, this was well before I met him. He had separated from her. He got divorced. And his wife was like, well, you was my lawyer, who also happened to be like a dentist. And, you know, it was like Mayberry, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm also the town comptroller. Whatever this guy was, was did multiple things. A mediator, and a psychologist. Lawyer, mediator, psychologist. A lawyer, a popper, a con, and a dun. And a A short order cook. (laughs) A neurologist, a surgeon. In her butt, and over and out. And what's that? Those are the original lyrics. I stained my sheets. He he uses her lawyer to make her happy. Mm -hmm. So divorce happens. Cut two years later, he meets me. His life changes for the better, obviously. Okay. Falls madly in love with me. Uh, you know, mad. things are getting serious, move in together. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, great. Uh, around the time that we moved in together, he found out that he legally never got divorced because this lawyer slash popper slash short order cook mm-hmm. didn't file the final piece of paperwork. It's the final countdown. I lost my mind when I found that out. So he found out, and I don't know how it it all shook down. Because because it just sort of dawned on me. (laughs) He's like, hey, wait, we never got a receipt for that divorce, did we? And and she's like, yeah, you're you're right. And I got in touch with this with this lawyer, and she said, you're not divorced. And I lost my mind. Uh, you know what? When somebody is that, do you that get a receipt, bold, or do you get you some get kind of like some sort decree? of thinking? You get a, you get some a, sort of you get a, uh, you get a like a certificate. Paper. Yeah, that says you're divorced. Oh, congratulations! You're officially separated from this person who was dragging you down. And I think a Maxine card, <laughs> something uh, in the mail from your lawyer, some sort of confirmation, and he never got it. And then all of a sudden, he was like, "Hey, wait a minute! Where is that receipt?" And I like how bold the lawyer was. Was like, oh yeah, oh this is the Ferris divorce. Oh yeah, I forgot to file those papers. When somebody is that bold and that nuts, you can't argue with them. No, it's like you know what? You're right. So because then he had the to go ball through the whole is process. in their court. Yeah, it's like, what are you gonna do? She's got all the papers. Mm-hmm. So she had to finish years, and I'm talking like what six to eight years after he thought he had been divorced, had to finish getting divorced. Oh, Jesus. And me, I'm ready to get married, and my daddy is out there with a sawed-off shotgun so that we can seal this deal and make me an honest woman, and now all of a sudden, he ain't divorced. You really sound like that girl, that blonde-haired girl from Ozark. Oh, my God, Ruth. (laughs) Ruth. Yes, I turned into Ruth, and I'm like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to show up on your doorstep with my lawyer, and I'm going to rip out your endocrine system. And legally, it's going to be okay. This is how things are going to go. I got so mad. (laughs) But you have to, because she just throws in every expletive that she can find in every. Like, I don't know why in Ozark, every, like, every, like, run through, it's like, do we have to? Do we have to have 
her swear like always yes it's like like, that's a rude thing listen and even when she's interviewing for a job and she has like a suit on she's like listen you fucking fucking bank dick smacks (laughs) i got i know how to run this fucking company from top to bottom you ass munch listen you uncut cap sucker (laughs) i know it looks like you just came out of the water at new beach in fucking fire island you big homosexual but here's the deal i'm gonna fucking rip you in half i'm ruth I just want to change nice my day. life. I just, just want to piss in your plant. I just want to be a better person. <laughs> you know, I just want a second chance at this life. Yeah, I roofed. I roofed all over the place. That's now she's a verb. So I got all Ruth, and uh, I was ready. I was like, I've never met his ex-wife, but I was like, I'm gonna take your ass to Queens right now. Was she still living on Long Island? Fucking city. I'm gonna show up on that bitch's doorstep. And I'm gonna tell this cunt where she can shove her lawyer slash short order cook slash mayor slash actor singer dancers. Uh, please pull through. All right. Can I get dipping sauce with that, <laughs> bitch? Thank you. Wow. Ta-da. All right. This and that Adderall is the story of how my jewels finally got a divorce. I am sweating. I'm really hot, too. (laughs) You know what? I don't know how Ruth does that. She must sweat through every scene. Every time they'll be like, cut, we have to change her shirt. You know what's funny? Because, so, you know, obviously I watch Ozark because I can just love Ozark. But I remember I was watching the like deleted scenes of Aaron Brockovich. Ew. What a weird rabbit hole to go down. I know. Well, because it's one of my favorite scenes and it's cut. And the, uh, I think Steven Soderbergh, he's like, well, we cut the scene because it was just kind of like, she's just unnecessarily like swearing and <gasps> whatever. <clears throat> so <laughs> Julia Roberts is, you know, fired because she's, yeah, she was fired from working in the law office. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't shown up because she's actually doing the work or whatever. So, um, she's like walking out with her box of shit and whatever. And she's trying to get the door and no, like no one's helping her. Like all the women in the office just are looking her. at her. Yeah. She's like, I don't suppose any one of you cunts could open the door for me. And I'm thinking, like, how did this not make this in the movie? Like, it is just one of my all-time favorite, and it's just like I would I love put it. that on a T-shirt. Uh, of course, that is a shame. That is a missed opportunity because I'd it shows us something about the character. Yeah, I think so. It's all about development. Yeah, I think you should read an article. Grease, just so I can cool down. <laughs> my God. We have a lot to say on this topic. All right, this comes from the Daily Standard, Sykeston, Missouri, December 18th, 1971. Second marriage can add years. Oh, God help us if that's true. Oh, God. Dear Adlanders, you must be a mind reader. Your letter and advice concerning the selfish, money-hungry children who resented their father's second wife appeared the day after I let loose on a stepson and daughter-in-law. They had complained that there would be nothing left for them when we announced we were taking a two-month trip. These are the same two who believed they should be permitted to go through their father's home after their mother was buried and help themselves to the paintings, silver, linens, antiques, furniture, anything they wanted. It never occurred to them that perhaps their father might still enjoy having these things around. When I married Jason, his children resented me immediately, and I knew why. It meant nothing to them that he would have a companion, someone to love him, to take care of his needs and give his life new meaning. They viewed his second marriage strictly in terms of less money for them. 
Thank you for speaking out on behalf of second wives, such as myself. We need all the help we can get, and you have been very supportive. Signed, Second Time Around in Brookline, Massachusetts. Second time around. Oh, God, she's from Brookline. Oh, God. Dear Brooke, happy to be of help. A good second marriage can add years to a widower's life, and sometimes that second marriage is a lot better than the first. No kidding. My brother is his second wife is maybe the best person, I, one of the best people I've ever met. Well, there you go. And I'd like to believe that I am better than the first as well. Well, I'm sitting here right now. Well, anybody just can had chime lunch. in. I just had lunch with his first wife. So, yeah, I can say that. Okay, so you agree. Well, I mean, I got, I mean I'm mean, i in your house. I had to probably have to get to my car before I was like, actually. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I want to meet the first one before I really make one a One more decision. time, one more time, because we were just having so much fun together. We have a podcast can you just bring out the first wife again? It's Let me called see the Dear First, first Wife, first the wife. Comedy Advice Podcast. Okay, now put that first wife back. Let me see the second wife again. Now turn around. Yeah. Turn. Now bend over as if you're putting in an umbrella in a beach. Okay, okay. now no harder. Stick it down further. Catch this frisbee. Jump up and down. All right, now juggle this. All right, let's do calisthenics, everybody. Okay, great. I pick the second wife. Yeah, I'll go with the first. Mm. All right. Choices. Yeah, choice to it. My, now, my friend's father... <laughs> Choice to We'll make. call her Grace. <laughs> we'll call her mm, Flate. Rhymes with Kate. Uh, my friend's father, her mother died suddenly. And then three months later, he was already living with a new woman. Uh, how old was he? In his 60s. Something happens to guys at a certain age. It's almost like, you can't catch me, you can't catch me for the first 30 years. Caught. Then they get caught, yeah. and then they have to stay caught for the rest of their lives because well, they, they cannot need, be alone. Well, yeah, because they can't do anything. Yeah. And this guy especially, when I saw I was like, oh, yeah, that's um, that's going to be rough. But within three months, and it was the neighbor. Well. The neighbor lady moved into their, their multi-million dollar brownstone in Brooklyn. Mm. Mm. Paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> I mean. Bing, bing. Yeah. And and they did. There was. I wouldn't like her. It's also like not just being a second wife, but being a stepmother. No. Sometimes it works, it's and weird. sometimes it doesn't. Like my sister-in-law is a stepmother mm-hmm. to two kids who were like she was really more of a mother to them. Right. But I don't know. We've talked about this in my family, which is a weird thing to have talked about multiple times. <laughs> We sit around the dining room table and it's like, so would my father take a second wife and God help that woman? We, um, it was never a discussion in our house. Your mother was, when she was one and done, right? Correct. As she said, I think I've said this before, she considers herself still married to my dad. Oh. So, and she's no, you know, she's been, I think she was like asked out and, she was just, she's like so uncomfortable by it. Like, no. oh my God. Like she was a, Ooh, all right. Well, like minx. she's like, mm, no, like, what are you talking about? Especially if it's like someone that, you know, you know, and she's like, are you, it almost seemed like disrespectful. I think yeah. that's how she probably viewed it. Oh. And also because she really loved my dad. Now, if suddenly a guy came into her life soon after he had left and then, well, like, wouldn't your family descend and be like, we want these antiques and we want these things. And like, I don't want this chick to have to lay claim to anything. My mother's very weirdly <clears throat> concerned. Are you about saying that. if my if my 
it, it were, were reversed and my dad was still alive and my mom had died? Either way. Okay. No. Either way. So it's like if somebody new came into either one of your parents' lives about a few months after they had left, uh-huh. would you guys get nervous about this person's agenda? Well, yeah, 100%. But again, these aren't our things. These are our parents. I mean, right now, my mother has been like dividing assets in her head since she was 24 years old. It's like, and you get this, and you'll get the gold, and you'll get the gold teeth, and then you're going to get the baseball cards, and (laughs) she's just like divvying things up. Yeah. No, I have, um, uh, you know, after my dad passed away, we went through some of his things, and each one of my brothers got um, like a watch Mm. and whatever and my brother has the same initials as my my dad so anything that kind of has his initials he obviously got but we all have these set of cufflinks because my dad had these cufflinks that are i don't know where he would wear them but um some some i don't know why but i've always sometimes i've always thought i'm like is my dad frank sinatra i don't know why i have no idea why um did he like live a parallel life where he was no it's just like he my dad just like well yeah he was Actually, yes. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, he has these cufflings with his initials on it, and around it is like one's emeralds, one's sapphires, <gasps> one's whatever. And I have a set of those. My brother has one. I mean, I'm never going to wear I don't own a French cuff shirt, period. But it's just like, you know, we got, that's like the only expensive thing. The only thing that I really have is this clottering, which is my dad's. Mm-hmm. I've had it since we divvied it up. I hardly ever take it off. Yeah. Um, I have a letter that my I found from my dad, which I have on my wall, um, which is something I wrote. I think I've told you the story that my dad, my dad had died, and did I tell this already? No. So my dad had died, and I was so like I didn't know I don't know what I was thinking. I really had no idea what I was thinking. I don't know how to get whatever I was feeling out, and obviously you don't want to burden your mom, mm-hmm. not your mom, but my well, mom. You could burden. <clears throat> or I was. I didn't even know you then, but I should have called your mom. Anyway. <laughs> Who is this again? <laughs> but we didn't really like, it's funny because my mom and I ne- didn't really talk about loss or anything. Um, you just kind of like barrel through it. I, I, it's very strange. So. Um, no, that's very uh, Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just, I was just like, uh, you know, my mom was preoccupied with doing all this other stuff and whatever. And I just started like writing this letter mm-hmm. to my dad. And. um and I was, you know, just kind of like, I can't believe this is happening. And, you know, I like, just like all these, these Getting your feelings out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this is. And, um, the next day, I think my sister Carrie was over and it's my, my mom and I, and I think she was, it was cold. And my, um, my dad had like this collection of, I don't know, college sweatshirts. I don't know why, but he did. And my sister wanted one. So it's like underneath the TV and there's like this, and then he has like, random shit underneath it. And one was like a box of stationery. So, um, uh, she opens it and she's, I'm like, what's in that? She's like, Oh, it's just stationery. I'm like, Oh, okay. And she's like, Oh, there's a letter in here. She's like, there's a letter in here for you. <gasps> I said, no. Fuck off. Like, because, you know, cause it's, the, you know, this is how long is it after he passed away? This was like the day after I wrote him that a letter. letter. My sister found a letter addressed to me in a hidden box. That's nuts. You cannot tell me that there is a plane of existence that doesn't exist. (laughs) It is, it was just kind of like, I was literally, like, you know, now is not the time to joke about something like that. 
And so the letter kind of goes, it was, it was written when he was sick. Um, well, obviously he was sick. Um, I don't exactly remember when it was written, but it was just, you know, everything that I had said in my letter, <gasps> he had kind of like, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm so proud of you, all these wonderful things. And <gasps> I was just like, wow. Okay. Like it was just, it's, so that's on my wall. That you've never told that story. It's very, I can't, I can't remember it like word for word, but it was just like. Um, and he literally addressed everything that you wrote in your letter? Pretty much. Like other than like being gay. That is the most effective turnaround of the USPS. I don't even know how we got on this. I, this we're talking about a tangent. This I don't nothing know. nothing to do with Second Wife. Talk about a tangina. Well, oh, give us another article. Okay. Jesus Christ, tangina. Okay. Crossover so <laughs> article. This is from the Cincinnati Enquirer, Cincinnati, Ohio. September 8th, 1960. Dear Abby, I married a man, Swedish, who was married before to a nice Swedish girl named Inga. When Lars and Inga were married 12 years, Inga died. Lars and I have been married nine years, and his mother still calls me Inga. <gasps> also, Lars's mother hasn't told her own mother that Inga died and Lars has remarried. The old lady is 84. She is forgetful and deaf. She hasn't asked where Inga was, so nobody told her. Here is my problem. I sat on the porch at my mother-in-law's house last Sunday and had to run and hide four times when they heard a car coming. They said it could be hard to explain to Grandma about Inga. Do you think that's right? Signed, Lars's second wife. Not Inga. Don't call me Inga. Wouldn't it be great if her name were Tinga or something? <laughs> Dear wife, of course it's not right. If Lars or your mother-in-law don't want to introduce you as Lars's wife, introduce yourself. But for goodness sake, don't hide. Can you imagine? Get in the bush. Back the bush. in St. Olaf, oh. there was a girl named Inga who died a horrible, painful... To get in the bush! We can't, bush. we can't have Grandma see you. So wait, does Inga's mother know that she's dead? I don't know if anybody yeah, knows I don't think anybody dead. does. Are they hiding the body? <laughs> Get Inga. Throw her in the chair. <laughs> You're standing, Inga. Just put this wig on. Don't ask questions. It's week, weekend at Inga's. Do a Swedish they just keep accent. Throwing her around. Put sunglasses on her. Jesus. The yeah. crows like picked her eye out again. It's a very good day with Inga, am I right? <laughs> just like waving the hand. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> I can't get these clogs to stay on her feet anymore. Oh, shit. I dislocated her shoulder. She's dead. Just pop it back in. This is what you get for marrying a Swede. Mm -hmm. Swedish guys. How many parts are in that Swedish That's a lot woman? of blonde. Yeah. I don't know. If it's just like Ikea. <laughs> oh, my God. This Inga comes with 3,000 parts. Oh, God. I've been putting this Inga together for days, but you know what? Better than the Klornoff. She seems fine, but I have 12 other pieces on the floor. I don't know. Should I, I be know. worried about this Allen wrench? I don't know. She tilts every time I stand her up. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, oh, I put it inside out. I put this oh, Inga together Christ. inside out. Her mouth's upside down. But it's okay. Her mother won't know. No one knows. No one knows she's dead. <laughs> Poor Inga. That's a good article. Yes. Mm. Yes, it's going to yes, make my Inga. article seem very Nobody sad. knows Inga is dead. Oh, now's the time on Sprockets when we dance. Wait, were they Swedish? No, they were German. German. But again, it's, all of my accents know. come back to German it's sooner it's or later. It's all coming back to me. All roll, coming back to roll, me now. Roll, in the hay. Roll, roll, roll. Was she Swedish? 
This comes from the Berkeley Gazette, Berkeley, California, April 19th, 1978. Second marriage. Oh. oh. Second marriage problems. I'm not me anymore. Oh. Dear Ann Landers, I've read your column for years, but never got mad enough to write until now. The letter that did it was from the 13-year-old girl who needed braces on her teeth, but her father said he couldn't afford to pay for them. She mentioned that he had enough money to buy his new wife a fur coat, and this burned her and her mother up. I am a second wife who understands the situation better than most people because my husband's first wife is doing her damnedest to break up my marriage by putting her kids up to the same mischief. Every evening at supper time, the phone rings. It's one of his children asking, Can I use your car tonight? Or I need money for a class ring? Or a new bike? Or a, a tennis shoes? Tennis shoes? Or a prom dress? Or a class trip? Or club dues? Or a gift for grandma? You name it, and they are asking for it. It's a very old game designed to lay on the guilt and keep the old man busted and make trouble between him and his second wife. I'll sign this second time around in fighting to win. <laughs> Dear second, while I received many letters that sympathized with the 13-year-old, I received even more letters from second wives whose complaints ran very much along the same lines as yours. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Most second marriages that fail do so because of problems that involve children from the first marriage. It figures. Ian! They're literally calling him up, asking him for the shit they need. That's all. I think this is, she's trying to control, like anytime we try to control a situation. It's done. Yeah. You're dead in the water. Yeah. In the nude beach. Yeah. Just floating chum. there. You're just chum. Ass up in the club. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, it's not for yours to you will never regulate. come first baroness you will never come first yeah or never at all nor should depending you depending but as a second wife it's like the kids they're not calling asking for something weird i yeah. stand with the 13 year old on I this i agree we have a very special moth report this week because guess what? There's a hurricane coming. Hurricane Henri. He has put Henri. on his beret. He has a pen of chocolate and he is ready to hit Long uh. Island with it. So I think we need to do a moth report that is going to be much more intense this week as danger approaches the East Coast. And now it's time for the moth report. It's time to call me. And see what the weather is like where I'm standing. Patty, make the dee 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 noise. You heard her. Do I'm it. Not your monkey. Yeah. That's right. It's time to call my mother. It's time to call my mother and find out what the weather is like as a hurricane is approaching this nation, and specifically the East Coast, which is where we are. Even if you're listening to this in France, in Spain, and anywhere else in the world, I want to know what my mother has to say about hurricanes. <laughs> oh, I burped. I'm sorry. Hello? Well, hello. Oh, God. Hello. You caught me in the middle of a parking lot that's about 120 degrees. <gasps> sun, and it is so hot. And I got a sunburn yesterday. I can actually hear my skin sizzling today. Ew! Because there's no shade. Well, no I'm shade. sorry. Shade here. Well, I know we've been throwing sorry, shade all day. I didn't mean to start with a complaint. How? I was hoping for more clouds. Oh. Well, you here's the thing. This is a very it's fine that you're complaining. 
because yes. A, your moth. B, this is an intense moth report because there is a hurricane approaching. Do you understand yes. me? And this is very yes. serious business. You need to tell yes. the people what they can expect from Hurricane Henri. Go! Well, I think it's going to come directly to New York City first. It's going to come off on Long Island, I think, after New York City. And Everybody then it's going comes up. off on Long Island. <laughs> and it's going to go up into Vermont and take a right-hand turn right over our place in New Hampshire. So, we don't know whether to stay here or go there. Or Your father turned the, um, the picnic table upside down on the back porch. That'll take like care of it. Blow yeah. away, right? Yes, no. Yeah, by all means, secure the picnic table. Don't yeah. worry about the secure windows that. and the yes. doors or any of the glass. But is the picnic table from Home Depot okay? Yes, that saved that by all means. He took the umbrella down. So now we really oh, have to. So oh. it's uh, yes, but I don't know. I, I just it's right now. It's hot and sunny. Should we I be concerned about the storm surge? Well, we should always be concerned. Well, if you have a boat, yes, but uh, uh, on the ocean, you know, the ocean might have a four foot storm surge. So if you have anything floating, tie it up. But other than that, I think it's just you could possibly get anywhere between five and eight inches of rain, which is bad. So uh, keep your windows closed. And you never know with a hurricane. Sometimes they take a jog and they go left or they go right. So you have to look at it every minute. Just, sometimes they just, just watch stop. its track. Yes, sometimes they just like to hover over you and just dump things they on oh, you. They hover. They get stronger when they hover. But sometimes they kind of circle around and uh, they just go a different way. So not to worry. Uh, keep your eye on the forecast. Patty, uh, it's like you. You went a different way. I did. Yeah. Don't. Don't go in the subway, though, in New York City. I'm afraid of that. Doesn't that flood? Uh, yes, it does, Be because careful. we have a terrible infrastructure system. So <laughs> yeah. the words of I've wisdom, do not go in the subway. <laughs> you heard it here. But if you do, bring a kayak. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, keep an eye on that, because I know that during Hurricane Sandy, the, the water just went right down into the subway, and it filled right up. So oh. I oh. wouldn't want to be on a train. Can you imagine the way. things floating in that water? When that Ew, rose up. I can only imagine, along with some vermin. Two-legged and four-legged. <laughs> oh, it washes the people out. Patty's a Patty's crazy homeless lady that attacked him. That's nice. I oh, hope she can do the backstroke. Ah, well, get ready, kids, because there's a storm a-brewing, and Patty's right in the eye of it. But yes, New Jersey is. seems to be kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the other side of the coin is this kind of stuff really floats my boat. I love this stuff. <gasps> I love storms. I love hurricanes. I love blizzards more than anything. And I just, I just kind of, that's what turns me on to the weather. It's just so crazy, man. Oh, you're very excited mm, I love right weather. Now. You know I love the weather. I know. It's my well, hobby. Yeah. Well, whether you wait it out in New Hampshire or somewhere else, so you can really, I, Weird memory that just came up right now. Yeah. In the 80s, Boston got hit by Hurricane Gloria, and it was my Ooh, first yeah, hurricane yeah. experience. Call it Gloria. <laughs> well, it's 30 uh, years since we had Gloria. Well, Hurricane Gloria, I remember at the end of it, because uh, it was yeah. like, ooh, there were branches and things flying around. That's and me right. and my best That's friend right. Michelle went into the middle of the Michelle street. Michelle Branch? Michelle Branch. You just said branch and then Michelle. <laughs> and you then just gave us a gift. Instantly. A little egg. Just busted it. I was like, where'd you get that piano? She's like, I'm everywhere. <laughs> Wait. And then she blows away. Yeah. Wait, was that Vanessa Carlton? We would take branches. We went out in the street at like when Gloria was starting to leave the area. And the two of us just started waving branches around going, take me, Gloria. <laughs> I wish wow. Gloria did. Oh, <laughs> child abuse. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was a special kid. 
Yeah. Special yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much for this very intense moth report because we have a Hurricane Henri approaching. Yes, yes. So I think we're all going to get a little wet, but other than that, keep safe. <laughs> okay. And, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Oh, anyhow, uh, let's see. Now, it's probably 92 degrees where I'm standing. I'm looking for shade trees. I got a snow cone. I did everything. But What I'm are you at, Neverland boiling. Ranch? <laughs> I know. You'd think so, wouldn't you? This is a, a, I think it's a football jamboree. I had to actually pay to get in. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. There's a million people here. Oh, I'm sure they're not and Baxter Mass. Good in luck. In the middle of a parking lot. Thank God the game's over. We get to go. So uh, other than that, that's all my exciting, my exciting my God. Well, day today. Go and amazing. eat your snow cone before it dissolves in that yeah. weird little I paper will. cup. It's probably already melted. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you guys have a great day. And please be careful. Be safe. Don't be on the road okay. or in the subway. All right. And have a safe hurricane. And we'll <laughs> talk after the fact. <laughs> all right. Yes, da, da, we da, da, will. Da, 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 da. Okay. Okay. Love have and light. One, guys. Okay. Love you, Patty. Love, Love you, Jim. Love you, E. Liar. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you remember when Michael Jackson was on like that? Um, they were interviewing him, and he had like a bunch of kids in Neverland Ranch. Oh yeah. And he had a snow count, so like he had hired like like people to work his amusement park. Uh huh. And he has all these kids, like special needs kids, and waiting he- for a snow cone, and he cuts in line. <laughs> He's like, "Me first. It's like you own the ranch. These You're are it's an like, adult. these are like you know like. Uh, what's it, Wish a Miracle or Miracle Kid or whatever. Yeah, Make a like. Wish Foundation mm-hmm. Kid. Something like that. Yeah. When, I don't and know. Then you, People were wishing there were miracles, there were dreams coming yeah. true. He wants <laughs> like a, a five cent snow cone. Meanwhile, he's got a million dollar monkey named Bubbles trapped somewhere. In the, like, what? What if that was one kid's wish? He's like, I just want a snow cone at Neverland Ranch, but I really want Michael Jackson to cut in front of me in line before I get it. Then he is into some BDSM that beep, we don't know about. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Dreams do come true. Shooting. Star. I remember seeing that footage and I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable, but I really want a snow cone. I never want to hear an adult say me first. After a snow cone. Well, okay. Let's be more specific. I mean, oh. something was wrong. Something happened at that nude beach. I mean, when Ed Bradley from 60 Minutes interviewed him once, he's like, so Michael, you don't really, you have no problem, you know, with the... 10-year-old boy in your bed. He's like, what's wrong with sharing your bed with somebody? Uh, Ed Bradley looked at Michael Jackson like, I'm going to take this axe off the wall and split you in fours. What are you talking about? Of all the people, Ed Bradley, too. Ed Bra- just like literally looking at him like, I'm going to I'm gonna knock your nose no right. No way. He was like, I think I just won an Emmy for exposing Michael Jackson. <laughs> I wonder if Cuomo will have his Emmy taken away. What did he win an Emmy for? He won an Emmy for the coverage of the pandemic. That is so stupid. How upsetting. A public I wonder servant if the Emmy's gets an like, Emmy for doing his job? Uh, yes, gets an Emmy for literally his his um, press briefings. Okay. For keeping us informed, doing what he was supposed to do. However, mm. <laughs> killing people in nursing homes. <laughs> Does that take an Emmy? Emmy giveth, know. Emmy taketh away. You gotta give a little, lose a, a little, little, and I always have the blues a little. That's the story of, that's the glory of, of Instagram, Instagram mail. Instagram mail. That's the story of mail. If you email us, we're gonna answer your Instagram mail. 
That's right. This week, like all weeks, we are answering one Instagram mail question. If you write to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial on Instagram with your advice question. Yeah, keep giving me that little guess. Send us your advice question and we'll try to answer it here on the air. Be shitty. It's definitely not serious. We are not qualified to do such a thing. Let's do it. All right, we have one Instagram mail question. Patty, give it to us. <clears throat> Dear Pod, I have a friend who constantly makes plans with me, then either cancels the day before or shifts time at the last minute. He never takes my schedule into consideration. I always seem to adjust to him. Whenever we actually do connect, it's always a blast, but I feel like it's always up to me to adapt or we'd never hang out. I love our friendship, but I'm wondering if he's taking advantage of my time generosity. How do I confront him on this? Signed, timed out. Time out, sorry. There's a time. I mean, either way. Time won't give me time. Dear time, your friend sounds like an asshole. Yes, I said it, an asshole. Who the hell does he think he is making you wait around like some $10 whore with no teeth from HBO's hookers on the front? Honey, you sound like a good friend. Almost too good and almost too available. I'm sure you do have a great catch up with your friend and when when they actually do show up, they are a great time. But just like poppers and meth at a sex party, they're always fun until the next day. If you keep putting money into this friend piggy bank and they keep taking, you're going to find yourself like George Bailey on the bridge at Christmas, jumping into the water with the gayest, straightest angel this side of Nathan Lane. Let's be honest. Your friend wouldn't care if you were on fire, let alone complain about their time management skills or lack thereof. Why bother wasting your vaccinated breath? Clearly, you're their backup plan and not the first choice. Tough love, sister friend, but it's true. If they truly valued you, they would... Commit to a plan and not wait for something better to come along. That's an asshole of a friend. Did you really have a great time or are you addicted to assholes and not in a good way? Please think hard on that. If you truly value yourself, you wouldn't be writing to me to hold up a mirror to you. If I were you, I'd drop this friend like a gay man's brief at three o'clock in the morning at the cock. Quickly. Abby. You said poppers and meth at a sex party, but the way you said it, I heard poppers and Methodist sex party. I've been a popper, a Methodist, a king and a queen. <laughs> a Presbyterian too, <laughs> but Methodist, Methodist sex has got nothing on them. I'm <laughs> prostitute too. Now stick in my put Wait, oh. Anyway. I just try to always find the rhyme. That's I just know. me. I'm just a buster. Here's rhyme. what Anne has to say. I cannot wait. Dear T.O., you should be P.O.'d. Any quote-unquote friend who doesn't take your time into consideration isn't a quote-unquote friend as much as a quote-unquote asshole. Well, There you go, theme. Chronic cancellations and reschedulings are rude, tacky, and tell you exactly where you stand on their totem pole of important relationships. Mind you, I'm a shut-in people hater who is thrilled when people cancel plans. Nothing tweaks my melons more than a text that says, I don't think I can make it. But nonetheless, if you've gone out of your way to carve out the time and pick the location, you clearly want to spend time with this person. And this is a feeling they clearly do not reciprocate. You can't help but wonder if they would change their tune if you dropped a carrot in there they couldn't deny. 
We all know I love a passive-aggressive test. The next time your quote-unquote friend cancels plans, say, oh, it's a shame you can't make it. I wanted it to be a surprise, but Drew Barrymore is going to be there, and she's bringing puppies and a stripper. You'd be surprised how quickly a flaky pal will change his tune and suddenly find the time to swing by. Drop a few breadcrumbs and see if he follows. That'll tell you everything you need to know. If you continue to invite him knowing he clearly doesn't want to hang out unless there's a quirky talk show host or a promise of boobs at the end of the rainbow, then that's your answer, sweetheart. Good luck, you sad, sorry, pitiful son of a bitch. And happy planning. Anne. Wow. Yeah. (sighs) Canceling plants. Happens all the time. Mm -hmm. People's gears shift. But you always know when you have that friend that it's like, oh, I was your plan in case something better came along. Mm -hmm. And yeah. But if you were to be like, oh, that's a shame. We we were getting free pizza. Then they'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, like whatever. Or when they like, oh, I hope you don't mind. Um, I just got free tickets to blah, blah. Is it okay if we cancel? I'm like. Don't tell me. You literally just told me that you had a better offer than me. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So go straight to hell, Ike. Yeah. <laughs> you go straight to hell, Ike. Go straight to hell, Ike. I'm going to rip that sideburn off your face. All right. It's time for our final segment. Are you ready? Yes. Buckle in. Take your pants off. Let's do this thing. It's time, time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. We're drinking what are we and drinking ready. before the I hurricane. Drink Better be careful. I'm going to get wrecked. I'm going to get wrecked. Uh, I'm excited for a drinking drink. Maybe everybody can enjoy this specialty cocktail this week, which is called, surprisingly, The Second Marriage. Because everyone deserves a second chance, and James Jules Ferris is about to renew the lease on number two. Ew, it sounds like he's going to take a dump. Ew. Oh, Don't you ever call me number two again. You're the biggest number two I have. Oh, my favorite number two. Now for this, get ready. You need a half ounce of Pedro Jimenez Sherry. Sherry. One ounce of Calvados. I don't know what this is. And one ounce of 12-year-old bourbon. Does she have to be 12 years old? Let's ask Michael Jackson. (laughs) Let's ask. Oh, We'll bring him back after that. Pour all three ingredients in a rocks glass over a large ice cube. Stir and garnish with an orange peel. Mm. Ew! That scared me. <laughs> Don't frighten me. I'm about to read tasting notes, damn it. Frightened. Damn this comes from Jules. Here's his tasting notes. Listen to me. If you're going to walk down the aisle for a second time, I can only hope you found someone completely different than the first go-around. Because what's the point in doing it all over again with a carbon copy? And this cocktail is a perfect example of combining something you're comfortable with with two brand new flavors that you're going to learn to live with. I feel like this is pointed right at me. At least for this episode. Created by Dan Greenbaum via Sherry, a modern guide to the wine world's best-kept secret. We bring back our old buddy Bourbon and introduce him to two new friends, Sherry and Calvados. Ooh, Calvados is a variety of brandy from Normandy in France. (gasps) Ferrari! (laughs) It is typically made from apples. Will these combination of flavors work for this drink? 
I have no idea. I don't know. Dizzy, I do not know. I don't know if you Dizzy, combination of flavors work out for your first marriage? So combine these two new flavors and take a deep breath. I hope you like it, because the reception hall has already been paid for. <gasps> Bonjour! Bonjour, Oh, merci ah, for this drink, Jules. Merci, my boss. Mm. Holy lighter fluid! I could I sc- don't know why I'm frightened. I think I'm kind of wasted. I don't know why I'm frightened. Because I'm going to vomit. I have to drive through the tunnel. And I'm going to be wasted. And I don't know why it's burning. Oh, fuck. Did it again. It's really And my sphincter's kind of shaking. (laughs) Yes, everything's as if. I'm Catherine Hepburn. This drink will turn you into Kate Hepburn because it's already shaved off the first five layers of my trachea. Let me tell you something about this drink. If you never want to walk again, this is the cocktail for you. Or if you're someone who can't walk, it may actually make you rise up. You are out my knight in shining armor. You old poop! Listen, you. I'm doing poop. it again. I'm doing it again. What? I'm sipping it again. Of course you Okay, are. maybe because the initial shock is over. Let me actually it's try actually to taste good. something. It's nice. Okay, is it really? Yeah. Kind of like another variation of an old-fashioned. Okay, it's burning less this time. I'm burning up, burning up. I, I like, yeah, I, I do like when that. When this comes out the back end, I just want to say, Godspeed. Warning, speed, warning, warning. Good night and good luck. Yeah. No, I like it. It is strong. What is, can I taste sherry on its own? Can you bring me the sherry? Can you bring me the Hey, t- sherry. Hey. Table 12 wants to see you. All right, I'll be right over. I'm Sherry. Hi, I'm Sherry. Welcome to the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Ahoy. Oh, no, wait. That's the other thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Rainforest Cafe. Uh, be careful of crocodiles. And here you go. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to try try her on her own. Okay. Let's see. Just Sherry. Sherry's the first wife. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to make it on my own. She's the first wife. She's going to take you for everything you're worth. She's going to leave you broken. Hmm. And? She's a sweet, fortified woman. How does she taste? Weird. Yeah. Like fruity? Well, I'm, Wicked fruity. Is this the first sherry you've ever been with? Are we... Well, it's not a lot of sherries anymore. Sherry... Thank God. ...was to the 80s what, like, the name Ethel was to the 20s. Or Eunice. Oh, we need to bring Eunice back. Bring back Eunice! I feel like Eunice has, like, weird, like... Eleanor Roosevelt teeth. That's unfortunate. I know. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt was unfortunate looking. God bless her. She's like, I better start speaking inspirationally because my face looks like somebody (laughs) took a hammer to it. (laughs) Apparently experimental dentures on this one. I guess I need to develop my personality. That man in the corner looks like shit. That's Eleanor (laughs) Roosevelt. Oh, shit. Let me see that glass for a sec. Oh. Uh, Enjoy. Happy drinking. See, it's weird. You know what this smells like? This smells like like uh, like a like a satin lined uh, um, old coffin. Yeah, yeah, or old luggage. Yeah, a hope chest. You it's ever like had a hope those, chest. Like those hard. Yep. When, when why why so fancy? They have on the a inside? specific smell 
that's always in antique shops. It smells like an antique shop. It drinks like an antique shop. You know what it is? It's the Downton Abbey of drinks. I feel like this is what they drank in that time. Uh, What do we think? What do you... It's funny. It doesn't... The second, third... I'm a sipper. This is a sipper. I don't hate it. You can't chug this. I don't hate it now either. The initial sip will, you know, shave the first 10 layers of skin off your face. I always begin with no, and then I go to yes. Oh, you're just like Moth, but she stays with no. Right. I begin with yes, and then I judge it afterwards. Okay. I say no, and I guess that's fine. It smells good because you get that orange peel. Yes. Uh, um, It's a floral note on the nose. Right it's an top? orange appeal. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is totally a mall store from, like, 1986. Yes, it is. It's, like, next to Torrid. You guys, I just want to get my ears pierced at orange appeal. <laughs> I don't think you should get your ears pierced at a place that sells produce. I don't think you should get an ear ears pierced at a place that makes you sit in the front window so that passersby can watch you get your ears pierced. I mean, have we Claire's learned nothing? Claire's Boutique, I'm looking at you. Have we learned anything from Greece with, with Sandy and... And the piercing. And the piercing. Yeah. But they, when I got my ears pierced at Claire's Boutique, they put you in the front window. Why? So that passersby can see you maim yourself. Why does anyone want to see that? And yet, I would totally stop at a Claire's Boutique to watch somebody get something pierced. Here know. we go. We're just going to okay. pierce the nipple. No, Everything's fuck gonna you! I don't need my nipple pierced. Fine. You understand me? Go. Get okay, away from me! Go. I don't here, need I it! Need to calm go. down. Here, have the uh, Snickers. Uh, It'll relax you. Oh my God, you're so right. Now, if you don't mind, I would love a nice little dangly pearl if you got pearl earrings. You know, originally my drag name was going to be Pearl Couscous, but then they thought it was too ethnic. She feels fine. I'm so much better now, thanks to these nuts covered in nougat. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions. 